Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Jones, Greg Oliver, 
the owner and creator of Slam Wrestling, which if you guys are like us, we subscribe to Slam. We follow them on social media, and they're always one of the best sources for in-depth looks at pro wrestling. Greg Oliver is the guy that founded Slam Wrestling. Guess what? Finally, the man is getting his due. He's a great author. I've got one of his books up on my shelf right now. And what makes me even more excited is that I'm not the only one, Joe. We're not the only ones that know how awesome Greg Oliver is. He is also being recognized by the prestigious Cauliflower Alley Club. That's right. The Cauliflower Alley Club is going to be inducting Greg Oliver in 2020. So, guys, if you love Greg as much as we do, make sure you congratulate him. If you've never heard of him, that's cool. Just type in slam exclamation point wrestling, and you guys will see. The man's been doing it for a long time. He's a fantastic author, and it's about freaking time somebody recognized a man of his skill and talent level. Uh, number two, Jonesy, uh, as far as my area, and I know you'll get a chance to kind of chime in with what's going on with you, but here in KC, it's a very busy week of professional wrestling. We've got Journey Pro KC. We've got the return of Dak Draper. We've got Jeremy Wyatt defending uh, the Gateway Heritage Championship. On Thursday night, that's tomorrow night, the Lord willing, your boy will be in the house. I missed the last show due to some personal obligations. I had some family in town. Um, so I haven't been to Journey uh, for about a month and a half. It's been a while. I miss it. I'm anxious to get back there and support Walter uh, and Gabe and everybody else over there, man, that does such a wonderful job. And, of course, you know, how could I forget DJ who – it's uh, coming off a year since his uh, surgery, his brain surgery. You know, he was dealing with cancer. You guys can go back and look up our episode with DJ Stewart for more uh, and, and a more in-depth look on his story. But, man, Journey Pro has absolutely been on fire. It's the talk of the, the pro wrestling world uh, in a lot of cases. And we're lucky enough here in my area, Joe, to have it right down the street. And then, of course, this upcoming Saturday, man, with Derek Stone, uh, the Midwest legend, defends the KCXW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, against uh, a former guest as well, the one and only Leo D. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a main event, man. And, and right before that, bro, we're going to get Jay Savage versus Judo Granger, also guys that are former guests of the show. So as far as pro wrestling in my area, it's absolutely on fire, not to mention that New Breed is right around the corner in December. Uh, SICW just had an absolutely uh, fantastic show uh, last weekend, even though I really do not like the volatile Curtis Wild. Uh, Glory Pro's got a huge show coming up at the end of December. I uh, absolutely love those guys. And then you can see your boy not only tomorrow and Saturday, but you can also see me second week of the, the second week of December over at XWE, man. That is my new pro wrestling home. I'm doing the commentary over there. I got my mic situation all settled down, man, and I could not be any more grateful to have an opportunity to be over there calling the action with uh, my partner in crime, dude. So I want you guys to make sure you check out all those wonderful promotions. And if you're not in my area or in Joe's area, then seek out a pro wrestling independent promotion in your area and give them those 15 bucks. So trust me, if you love pro wrestling and you've never been to an independent show, you are missing out. So make sure you seek out and support your local independent promotions. And then, Jonesy, the very last thing, as always, man, I've got to thank our beautiful sponsors. Uh, first and foremost, Jay Hollywood, Everything Combat, The Conspiracy Farm. Uh, it's me speaking to you. That conglomerate of shows has always shown us a lot of love. We're working on getting some things uh, put together.
together for 2020. Trust me, Wrestle Talk Podcast is going nowhere. We're going to only up our game, and really, are, we're really committed to upping up, particularly our production come 2020. And a lot of it is going to be with the assistance and the help of our friends over there uh, with Jay Hollywood and the UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic. Uh, and then, of course, when we're talking about sponsors, Rat Funds Engraving. I don't know if any of you guys are indulging this evening, but if you are. I highly recommend that the next time that you crack open a beer, that you pour it in to a Wrestle Talk podcast customized mug. That's right, folks. These are bar quality mugs. Not only do you get the spiffy original Wrestle Talk podcast logo, but you can also put your name down at the bottom, your wrestling uh, nickname or, or your girlfriend's name or your name or whatever, man. Just like this, twenty bucks plus shipping with your name engraved. Wrestle Talk podcast mug, you can't go wrong. And we wouldn't make these, we wouldn't have these, Joe, unless it, unless it wasn't for uh, Rath, uh, Scott Rathbum over at Rathbum's Engraving in Osawatomie, Kansas. We love partnering up with blue-collar folks, the folks that are local, folks that, that are hardworking. This guy makes these out of his own house. He does them right there, and, and he customizes them to a T, and he, he's very big on customer service. That's why we continue to do business with Rath Buns Engraving. And then the last but very, very not least is we have a new sponsor, Jonesy. Can I, can I get a little bit of bro- breaking news for the brand new sponsor of the Russell Talk Podcast? Because I am very excited about our new sponsor. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I am proud to announce that the newest sponsor, <coughs> excuse me, the newest sponsor of the Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee is a place called Retro Cade. That's right, a.k.a. King Cade, right outside of Nordstrom's at the Oak Park Mall in Overland Park, Kansas. That's right, King Cade, or Retro Cade, is located right outside of Nordstrom's at the Overland Park Mall, which is called the Oak Park Mall. They are now sponsoring the WrestleTalk podcast, and we are grateful. They got old-school wrestling memorabilia that you won't even find online. So trust me, if you're in the area, you got to make sure that you follow them on social media. And if you're in the area, you got to make sure that you make your way over to Oak Park Mall, second floor, right by the food court, turn left, right outside the Nordstrom's, man. Uh, my boy Derek DVD uh, performed at one of our live events once. Jonesy, I know you remember that because I know DVD's your homie as well. He went ahead and made his dream come true and opened up his own vintage toy shop at the mall, and the thing's been open since Halloween, and these guys are experiencing a huge amount of success, and they know that if they want to continue to project upward, they're going to affiliate themselves with some true blue family and supporters in the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. So huge shout-out to them, and huge congratulations to us on our newest sponsor, man. I could not be any happier. Again, make sure you guys look them up on social media. That's King Kate or Retro Kate at the mall right outside of Nordstrom's. Jonesy, before we go any further, bro, I know that was very long-winded, but I had a lot of very important information I had to get out. How excited are you about all the news, but particularly the new sponsorship, dude? You've got to be on fire just like me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I'm always happy about new uh, sponsors and, you know, it's just – Everything is uh, definitely going to uh, a change come the you know, 2020 for the Wrestle Talk podcast. We got a lot of changes coming. We're not going anywhere. 
So don't think that 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 come 2020 we're done because we ain't going anywhere. We we've just gotten started. <laughs> You're damn right. We did just get started. Well, ladies and gentlemen, enough of the advertisement and promotion and the Rigor Monroe and jibber jabber. Let's get into why you guys are here, and that is to talk about professional wrestling. But before we do that, we're going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts, as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say. For the land of the free. That brings a tear to my eye every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into that uh, high five segment. Enter Timmy, hit that music King one time. Earth rings. We have now taken over your radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the high spot segment. This is your time to talk to us about anything professional wrestling related. We want you to give us a call, 657-383-1521. That's 657-383-1521. It can be about absolutely anything wrestling related. Give us a call once again, 657-383-1521. And I Josie, guess Josie, that, Josie, that we should start. Josie, wait, wait, wait. What? Josie, I got some more breaking news, bro. I got some more breaking news. Whoa, I knew tonight was going to be a good night. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. December 14th, Salina, Kansas, where your boy will be calling the action. Not only do we have the opportunity to interview this man later tonight, he will also be in the building at XWE. Can y'all make, can the rest of the talk family make a little bit of noise now that you know that Chewy Martinez will be at XWE on the 14th? Can y'all make some noise, please? Can y'all make some noise? KFC, put it on his back, 
and ride a scooter through Ethiopia, and people went absolutely nuts. You know, I didn't really see anything really wrong with it. Um, you know, unfortunately, it has to do with the society that we live in, I believe. Uh, we seem to be a society that is offended about absolutely everything. Like, if you look at somebody the wrong way, they get offended. If you, you say something, they get offended. You know, it just, I don't, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. Like, like most people laughed at it. But, you know, it's just that's how Jim Cornette is. And, unfortunately, you know, they had to edit the episode, and Jim Cornette is no longer affiliated with the NWA. And, and it was absolutely everywhere last night. What are your thoughts, Renee? I know you have some thoughts. Dude, you know, I, I try my hardest when we do these shows. Shout out to my boy Scott watching on YouTube for the first time, man. I'm real proud of you guys and everything you're doing, Scott, man. Love you to death, brother. Um, there, it, it, it takes me back to an old lyric, and I'm probably going to butcher it, so I'll go slow. It goes, every once in a while, we all need an old-fashioned ass-whooping where you get your chain, sneakers, and your hat taken. And that's an old, old hip-hop line, but there's a lot of truth to it. And what that line to me says is that there's a certain toughness that you have to develop when you're growing up because if you don't, you never will be able to attain it. Um, I think that speaks a lot to our society where everybody's super-duper ultra-PC, right, in public. But behind the scenes, they say and do whatever the hell they want, especially behind the keyboard. And to those people who were offended – I'm not criticizing you for taking offense to that. But what I will ask you to do is to take a moment and to understand who Jim Cornette is. Jim Cornette, by definition, is a guy who aims to get a reaction. His job is to get a reaction from the crowd. And sometimes you kind of got to walk a fine line in order to get that reaction. A a great comedian, uh, uh, oh, he's, he's passed away. His name is... Patrice O'Neill said once, good jokes and bad jokes all come from the same pool. You just don't know whether it's a good one or a bad one until you take it out of the pool and it dries. You get what I mean? So I thought that, yes, there are some racial undertones there, but does that make Jim Cornette or the people over at NWA racist? Hell no, it doesn't. Okay? Number two, why would Jim Cornette feel obligated to resign? If the NWA would have not knee-jerk reacted to this, there would have been no need for it. Mind you, okay, mind you, this episode was recorded weeks ago. This was not a live broadcast. So clearly it made it past the production people. It made it past David Marquez. It made it past Billy Corgan. And none of them thought that there was anything wrong with it. But now all of a sudden that they're getting backlash and that YouTube is being a dick and not letting them on there, now all of a sudden it's a huge issue. And I have a huge issue with that because you got to stand behind your guy. I don't feel like the NWA stood behind Jim Cornette on this. I'm not saying you stand behind his statement because his statement could easily be interpreted as racist, but it wasn't if you know Jim Cornette and what he's all about. And number two, it was actually freaking hilarious. 
He was putting over Trevor Murdoch. And you know who wasn't offended? Trevor Murdoch wasn't offended. I just feel like we spend so much time talking these days about how offended the African-American community is. Okay? And for my people that know me, I can speak on it. And you can be mad at me if you want. But my people know me, and I know the black community better than most. Okay? Some cats are just looking for any dumbass bullshit to get pissed off about. You love this country, then you love the freedom of speech. If you don't love it, then you don't love the freedom of speech. It's that freaking simple, amigos. It's not that difficult. We go from ACH to Colin Kaepernick, and now this bullshit. Jeez, freaking Louise. And you know what the most unfortunate part about it is WrestleTalk family? They're not going to find somebody better than Jim Cornette to take that spot. Period, point blank. There's nobody better for that job, the NWA color commentator job, than Jim Cornette. And now he's gone because of a bunch of crybabies online. That's how I feel about it. And listen, I know a lot of folks in the Midwest and, and you know, for West Virginia and stuff, watch this show. I know y'all agree with me. I want to hear what you think. I really, really want to hear what the WrestleTalk fam thinks. One more time, friends. Dial that number. Share this broadcast. Hit the hearts and the thumbs up. It means everything to us. That number is 657-383-1521. Jonesy, what else you got, bro? Oh, my goodness, is, <laughs> you know. And they're going to be missing me, bro, and I don't give a damn. <laughs> no, 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 I, absolutely. Am I tripping? Am I, I tripping? No, no, you you are definitely not tripping. I mean, there there is so much stuff that, that we could definitely uh, 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 talk about. And, and I, I guess that the, the one thing we should definitely talk about is this whole uh, Survivor Series with NXT and uh, Monday Night Raw and a SmackDown. You know, I, I'm actually interested in Survivor Series. I'm interested to see exactly what's going to happen. And I am believing that I think that Seth Rollins is going to end up turning on Monday Night Raw and going back to NXT. That's what I think. I think that would be absolutely awesome to see Seth Rollins go heel again because I feel that, that, that that's what Seth Rollins needs to do. We need to have a heel Seth Rollins. Am I not wrong, Renee? Um, listen, before we get to that, because I love fantasy booking as much as the next guy, I want to thank everybody who's watching right now, both on the YouTube and the Facebook Live. Guys, please share the broadcast. Please, please, please. It's always best when you guys do it live. It means everything to us. Um, bro, I want to talk about Seth Rollins, but I want to preface that by saying this, Jonesy. Did you hear what CM Punk had to say about Seth Rollins on WWE Backstage? That's my first question, because CM Punk came out swinging, and he confirmed what, we had, uh, what the reports had said that he is not working for the WWE. He is not back with the WWE. He is employed by Fox. So he's allowed to say what he wants to say when it comes to giving his opinion about the product. And I think that's kind of a double-edged sword because I'm interested to hear what he has to say, but I think some of the truths are going to kind of hurt the product a little bit because I wholeheartedly agree with him. Regardless as to what we're seeing from Seth Rollins on the television, 
I think he needs to stop tweeting because what he's doing is he's turning the fan base against him. And he had reached the moment where he was kind of at the epicenter of his popularity, and if they, instead of taking that and going one step higher, he actually took a couple of steps back. And so before I answer that question about the, the possibility of him turning on Raw, Jonesy, I got to know, what did you think about CM Punk's comments concerning Seth Rollins, what he said about the women's division, and then also his thoughts on, like, the Baron Corbin-Roman Bulldog thing? All right, because <laughs> I'm already starting to see hashtag uh, get off Twitter, Seth, and it was all kicked off by the comments that CM Punk made on WWE backstage last night, man. What are your your thoughts on that? Well, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it, so I don't really know what he said. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, so I can't really comment on that because I did not hear what he said because I have not been able to uh, go back and take a look at it yet. Well, but the thing about this, Josie, I did basically just laid out for you. He said the women's division is awesome, but they need to stop trying to create a hashtag for every damn thing that they do in the women's division. Stop forcing it on people's throat. He made fun of the the, the, the bulldog costume, right, the puppy thing that they did on Monday, and then he said Seth should get off Twitter completely. Any thoughts on any of those three things? Okay, so with the women's division, I definitely – uh, uh, agree. The uh, women's division is awesome, uh, and they definitely need to stop doing the hashtagging. The bulldog uh, segment is the only person that I think liked the bulldog segment was Vince McMahon himself. Uh, the reports that he was laughing his ass off at it. Um, oh, that's good. I don't that's really. Good, good shit. <laughs> I wasn't really a, a fan of it, but of course Vince McMahon is also the guy that was totally into the wrestler puke, uh, being a wrestler because of the fact that the guy could literally puke on command. Uh, if you watch the uh, uh, video uh, beyond the uh, mat, uh, he's he's sitting there going, "He's gonna puke, he's gonna puke." So you know. That's the kind of stuff that Vince McMahon likes, so I can understand why he would like that. And with Seth Rollins, uh, yeah, he definitely needs to stay off of Twitter because it's not doing him any uh, any favors, if, if you ask me. Uh, but you have a little breaking news, so more breaking news. Wow, actually concerns CM Punk after vowing vowing he would never return to professional wrestling. CM Punk, whose real name is Cedric Malcolm Punk A, appeared on WWE programming this week, causing thousands of fans to accusing of him of selling out during angry rants, angry rants, tapped out on devices given to them by their parents. Punk is a sellout, a 27 uh, unemployed man treated from his new iPhone, a gift from his father for doing the dishes for a month. It was delivered to the man's 73 followers thanks to the Wi-Fi the man was stealing from a neighbor with an easy-to-guess password. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Punk and I'm 
Oh, I mean, that part of it, I believe. But yeah. what did you say? Yeah. Real name you know, it, 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 it comes from kayfabe news, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that, that's freaking incredible, dude. I, I tell you what, that that is always interesting uh, uh, when you come in with that breaking news. Can you tell me what it was again that you said that the report said CM Punk's real name was? Because I, I know his real name is actually Philip Brooks. Okay, we, we all pretty much know that, right, as pro wrestling uh, fans. But, Jonesy, you cracked me up with the part where you said that CM Punk uh, has a different name. So what I want to do is I want to have you come on and uh, repeat that for me, Jonesy. Can you go ahead and say CM Punk's name again from the report? Because I had to hear it just one more time. It's CM Punk's, his, his real name is Cedric Malcolm Punke. <laughs> that's freaking crazy oh, I absolutely love it well guys this is your time and I do believe we have a couple of callers on hold but again I want to remind you guys that we are welcoming in a brand new sponsor uh, this week to the Wrestle Talk podcast and I could not be any happier um, the place is called Retro Zone um, it's presented to all of us by uh, by King Cade, because in the store, not only can you buy all this vintage pro wrestling memorabilia in Kansas City, but there are also old school, like, video games that you can play, like Cruising USA and Ms. Pac-Man, and uh, I think we were playing X-Men versus Marvel or something. Like, it was, it was crazy, like, crazy. There's at least 20 machines set up, and one of them, if I'm not mistaken, because my buddy Scott told me, Bro, you can play, like, like 500 games on it. Now, they don't always have the 500 games available, but, like, these guys are doing it big. When you talk about a retro store with vintage toys and arcades, there's no place like Retro Zone. I'm telling you guys. Shout out to my man, DBD. Shout out to my boy, Scott. I'm truly an honor uh, to be in business with those guys. That said, I believe we have time for one more caller before we move on to Larry Pappas. Uh, Jonesy, can you go ahead and let me know who's on hold and uh, what they want to bring to the table tonight during the shoot and shout segment? Absolutely. All right. So we do have a caller. He calls in just about every week. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got Chris from West Virginia. What's going on, Chris? What you got for us tonight? How you doing? How you doing, guys? Good. Bienvenido. What's up, What you got for us tonight? No, you know, I want to go back to a little bit of uh, the the Bulldog segment with uh, King Corbin. And, I, right. you, know, you know, Joe, you and I were talking back when they were doing the, the King of the Ring, and I said, I just don't think they'll put the the crown on Corbin. And he said, dude. I told dude, you they would. You're missing the point. By the way, Jonesy and, called that. Jonesy, you called it weeks ahead of time, and I got to give you credit. You called it, and you were right on the freaking mark, bro. He was. And so now that they're bringing – they have the, so much heat that, he, you know, he's getting with being the king, he brings out, a, you know, a dog as a puppet for Roman Reigns. And I, I think it's – do I like it as a fan of Roman Reigns? No, but at the same time, as a fan of wrestling – and I understand so much about it. I love it. It's beautiful. 
that's my take on it. Well, we definitely appreciate those thoughts, Take. Uh, Josie, let me jump in on this one real quick. I just want to say this, and, and if and uh, Chris, if you have any final thoughts, we'll bring you back on. Listen, you have to remember who they're catering to. Guys, they are catering to a certain demographic, and it ain't anybody that's currently listening to the WrestleTalk podcast. That's not who they're aiming at. So when you see cornball stuff like that and you're 35, don't look at it as if it was bad creative. Because CM Punk also went on to criticize that segment. Let's keep in mind who they are catering to, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't want to see that kind of bogus nonsense, then watch something else. If you love serious wrestling with hardly any shenanigans, Go watch New... Wait a minute. The guys in New Japan do things with little puppets. No, you can go over to AEW. Oh, wait a minute. They, they've got people that look like little kids out there wrestling. So, Guys, you have to be open-minded. You have to suspend the disbelief. It's no different than it was when you were 12 years old. You have to turn off that switch and just be able to enjoy it. It's that simple. You're overcomplicating it for yourselves. Chris, you want to come back in here with any final thoughts, brother? No, I um, actually just want to say, dude, what you just pretty much said, I love it, and you're totally correct. So anybody that, you know, closes their eyes and are so close-minded, they're not grasping what wrestling is today. Boom, baby. Hell of a call. Well, Josie, out of respect to you, man, as the man who started the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro, you got any thoughts on that before we move on to our first featured guest of the evening, Larry Pappas? I mean, I uh, could not agree more. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, sometimes you got you kind of got to uh, sit back and realize what the demographic that they are trying to cater to. They're not trying to cater to people that are in their, their, their 40s that remember, you know, Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior. You know, they're, they are catering towards the new generation of professional wrestling fans, the kids that are there with their mom and dads, the kids that, that, that are watching it, you know, on, on TV like we used to do when we, we, we were, were kids, you know. So, you know, they, they are absolutely, you know, it, it's, you just kind of kind of sit back and just take a look at it in a different perspective than what you, you normally would. So you hit the nail on the head. No doubt, no doubt. Well, let me uh, just real quick, let me give some shout-outs. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Stella is a good beer, so suck it. Uh, but if you want to bring me better beer, just hit me up and I'll send you my address. Dolores, we love you. Thank you for being here. Justin, it's been a minute. Thank you for coming back and checking us out. John, thank you for being here. Rick, thank you for being here. Chad, thank you for being here. Devin, thank you for being here. And there's a bunch of other people that already jumped on that I can't currently see because it's farther up on the thread. But I'm going to continue to implore those that are watching, please share this broadcast in any professional wrestling chats or pages that you're on. It means everything to us because we want as many people as possible tuning in, not only this week, but next week, Jonesy. Next week, 
we are having a WWE Hall of Famer on the show. Now, a lot of people are going to look at me and go, well, whatever happened to Sid Justice? You said you were going to have Sid Justice on. Well, you know what? It didn't work out. Sid Justice has a little bit of a reputation. We try to overlook that because it was so long ago. And then, unfortunately, something came up. Sid was not available. That doesn't mean we're going to stop trekking. Because in the second hour, I'm going to tell you guys what WWE Hall of Famer is going to be joining us on the show. And all I can say as a little bit of a teaser before we bring on Larry Pappas is, ho! (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Josie, go ahead and cue up that music, baby, as we welcome in tonight's first featured guest of the evening, legendary loud singer and professional wrestling personality, Larry Pappas. Uh, 
Dan said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna get a wrestler. And I said, well, okay, what's the plan? You know, I, I knew about, you know, the East Coast, you know, no one really, you know, the East Coast was big. The East Coast was big, you know. But he said, well, I'm going to go, uh, the Midwest is rising and the South is rising. You know, this is back in the 70s, boys, you know. And uh, so we go in and, and um, yeah, next thing you know, we, we end up, you know, I said, well, I, you know, I, I had nobody, you know, and I uh, had Dan, you know, I wasn't, you know, close to my mom, you know, you know, dad died when I uh, was young, and, uh, and uh, we went to Kansas City, and uh, the way it worked is, you know, I was singing, because that's what I would do at the nighttime in Virginia, all right, in Stafford, and uh, that's how I would make my money, was singing, and, uh, you know, he would do it, he would he would go to, you know, work the, the local, local, you know, halls or whatever, the sort of the parking lots, you know, for his, you know, wrestling. And uh, he would, you know, he'd come home and he'd, he'd bring home like you know three, four dollars. I'm like, how you doing bringing home this money? You're out there for four. You know, I'm trying to sound like a wife, but you know, and I'm out here singing. I can't really complain. I'm out here singing, making you know, you know, five dollars here. You know, but what, what I would do, you know, he got offered, you know, go uh, Tennessee, and uh, I said, well, hell, because he was saying, you know, I'm going to do the road life. You know, we're gonna. Go to Tennessee. We all live in a van, and I'm living, you know, going to go here in this city. That's it. I said, well, I said, Danny boy, I said, I don't got nobody, and I can't make it on my own. I said, so this is uh, what we need to do. I said, why don't I just hop on a bus? I'll pay my way. When you guys stop, I'll just hit a couple of clubs in the local area and try to make twenty bucks a pop, you know, singing. And it got to the point where, you know, if they go to, you know, let's say, you know, the the, the Green Green Meadows Elementary School Hall, you know, I'd go up to, you know, the promoter, I'd say, hey, you know, my name's, uh, you know, Larry Pappas, and uh, do you need someone to sing a national anthem for him? And he said, well, uh, we don't really do that. And I said, well, you're talking about a sporting event. Give it people. You know, that's a national anthem. You know, and he's like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm saying, that man right there is a veteran and fought for this country. And I'm looking at Dan because, you know, he's in the Army. And he, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So you got a problem with the veterans? And, you know, next thing you know, Dan, <laughs> on the mid-card of the show, and I'm singing a national anthem and everything's cool. And, uh, you know, that's how I got my name was, you know, people realized I, I, I you know, I, just, I don't mean no harm. But if I feel you disrespectful, I'll call you out. So yeah, that's how we did my thing, and um, you know, next thing you know, we you know we come back, Kansas City, where you know where we're at, and you know we we're trying to you know at this point, gosh, you know we did that for two years, but at this point, uh, you know now we come back to Kansas City, and uh, uh, gosh, I, we're um, working there, and uh, March of '79. I'll never forget. There was uh, Roberto, and uh, he teamed up with Frank. And I knew Frank for a long time, but, um, uh, uh, God, I'll never forget Roberto. Gosh, I mean, how tall was he? Give me a start. 7'3"? And, uh, but, uh, gosh, you know, well, I mean, everybody knows him as Andre the Giant. Okay. And here's a story about me and Andre. I got time. Got time. Yeah. Well, well, well. So, let, me, let me let me stop you, Larry. Larry, let me. And I apologize for interrupting. So, I just first of all, uh, I want Joe to go ahead and jump in with with any questions he might have right after this story. But and and I want to also be very fair with everybody. So Larry does his best to communicate. I know it can be a little rough, but just listen very closely 
And I learned that just in a few conversations with Larry, and I know we're just getting to know each other, bro. Trust me. You guys want to – some of this stuff is just – and it took me a while to be like, okay, yeah. But so you're talking about starting as a lounge singer or, or being a singer and, and getting booked you know, to sing the national anthem and to kind of, you know, paying your way through down the road uh, with your buddy. And then somehow, some way along the road, you met a guy named Robert who you just said is actually Andre the Giant. Did I understand that correctly? Because I want to make sure that everybody else can hear you as well. Well, first, my voice, you know, I've seen for years. Okay. This is, you know, I, I smoke cigarettes. All right. So, whatever. But, Roberto, you see, everybody called him Andre the Giant, and that just drove him nuts. And, and Roberto, he liked me because I spoke French. And I sang French. Wait, how did I you speak meet, and I sing. How did you meet Andre the Giant? I'm sorry to keep jumping in front of you here. But, how did oh, you Oh, yeah, no. We, uh, we could, so, so, now we're back home in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, Frank's telling me, oh, you know, uh, Andre's coming to town. I'm going to work with him. I'm going to work with him. We're teaming up tomorrow. I said, well, uh, I want to him. So, so I don't, you know, this is in, you know, 79. And uh, you know, and uh, going in and, you know, I, I'm i meeting him. And, you know, I said, oh, Andre. And, you know, he just, you know, he gave me a, he, he gave me a fake smile. And uh, I see him changing and nobody wants to talk to him and, I just, you know, I don't know if I came off wrong or I was nervous, but, you know, I could just see some, like, you know, hurt in his eyes. And uh walking in there, and I said, hey, kid. You know, very well, first and foremost, they tried to tell they, apparently you don't go in Andre's locker room, which was a curtain back then. You know, it was just, you know, it's cheap, but he had the whole place to himself. And I just walked in there, and I just said, hey, young man, you know, uh, I said, I think we got the wrong foot. I said, uh, you know, my name's Larry. And, you know, and he said, oh, no, no, so you you nice. He said, I just, everyone calls me Andre the Giant. And I said, well, I'm looking down and I had my uh, my old Zippo because I'm nervous and I start twitching my Zippo. And uh, it was an old friend that, you know, uh, that gave it to me, long, you know, on a poker bet. And at the bottom of it, had his name, it said Roberto. And uh, I said, well, how about I just call you Roberto? And he just started laughing. And so uh, from that it was like an inside thing between, you know, I called him Roberto, and he was okay with it. You know, it kind of was like his escape. And uh, so, wow. you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, that was the first time, you know, meeting, you know, you know, meeting him. And, you know, whenever, uh, you know, we exchanged, you know, because he was on the road a lot. But, you know, I gave him the number, you know, because at this time, you know, I'm, I just got my big break at the Crown, you know. And, uh Yeah. The wrestlers knew about me. Uh, meet me at the crowd. Uh, Vince Senior, you know, came there, asked for me personally to uh, talk about Andre. Uh, yeah. Questions? Awesome. 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 But uh, so- yeah, no. I just, this is going to be like, you know, this is going to be, you know, in my book, uh, because, you know, gosh, I mean, I, I, I can go off for hours, but, uh, I guess, well, how do we get here? Um, I'm just trying, you know, it's a, so late, you know, so I'm at the crown and I'm, you know, crowns booming, you know, through, you know, eighties and nineties. That's where I'm making my money. 
and uh you know i'm singing you know doing the you know national anthems locally and uh i got a big break in uh, new mexico and at the time i didn't think i should have took it but they called me and they wanted me to work at this big rock casino that opened up in espanola so uh i get settled up there in like uh the early or late 90s and um you know i packed up and went and uh uh, a fire took us, took out the town, uh, late April, 2000, took out fire, everything I was staying at. I had an apartment. I'm making good money. And, uh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I lose everything. And the only thing I had in my wallet was this card I got from Terry back in, uh, the 87. And I had his phone number on it. I said, well, I'm just going to call it. And I call it, and Terry answers. And I said, Terry, it's Larry. And he pauses. And he, I said, you there? He goes, yeah, well, what's going on? I don't know if you heard the news. There's a fire up here in New Mexico. He said, well, it's, you know, it's pretty late in the morning. I said, what are you talking about? It's like 11. And uh, I said, look, I need to get back to Kansas City. I just lost all my money. And he, I, said, I said, I have nothing. I said, I got the clothes on my back. So he said, all right. So you know, I went to uh, the, the airport, and he got me a ticket because they had a show there uh, in May, like that following Sunday, in the, the Kemper Arena. Uh, that's where I first met uh, Bagwell. Uh, but then um, I was there uh, at the Crown after that from the 2000s. And it was just a blur. I think that's when I hit the drugs hard, and uh, and I got sent in the home because uh, again, you know, I'm running around here with nothing. Uh, you know, that was back in, uh, you know, that was before 9/11. You know what I mean? And then you know, like you can fly, you can, you know, back before then, you could fly away. And uh, you know, now I'm back here, you know, back in, you know, I'm getting a home, and then and then uh, you know, staying in Kansas City, just you know, by myself. You know, I was like, I didn't do anything wrong, but I know where to go. And you know, I was in a home. And uh, had the volunteers come. They take me to some gym. I see you guys set up at a booth. And the nice guy who I didn't even like, you know, taking me to this show, you know, gets me a shirt. And then I follow you on the YouTube. And then you start talking about wrestling. And then when you're, you're wrong, you know, I got, you know, I, it took me much to, you know, you know, even pick up the phone. You know, I, I stopped everything. I shut down. I didn't want to do nothing. That fire, you know, it, it, it took everything from me. It took my soul, took everything. And uh, and I don't know what it was when you were talking that night, but you were wrong. And it was like the fire, the ashes just rekindled, and I tell you what. And that's the thing. People, you know, that's it. When you've been, you know, it's not like I've been in the wrestling business. It's just I knew the people because I knew how to talk to them. You know, like Roberto. Balled my eyes out when Michael called me, said they found him. You know, went to, I went to, you know, it's just great, you know. But, you know, ever since then, got back into it, started singing. I guess Wynn got cut downtown St. Louis, got contacted by the XFL. They want me to be the national anthem singer. Chow Meng somehow found me, and she wants to sing with me. We talk on, uh, 
We talked on uh, the, the the email, and uh, you heard it first. Uh, Larry Pappas is going to be making his big uh, announcement here, uh, Guns and Hoses, next week, in front of 30,000 people, Enterprise Center. I'm singing the National Anthem. So, yeah, I'll be awesome. writing a book about it. I'll be writing a book about it. It's going to be in there. Larry Pappas and Pro Wrestling, behind the scenes of the scenes, behind the curtain of the scenes, volume one, encrypted. Awesome. That's definitely a uh, a uh, interesting uh, uh, story, Larry. Um, so when, when you said the name Terry, were you talking about Terry Funk? No, uh, Hogan. Oh, okay. So not only were you friends with Andre the Giant, but you were friends with Hulk Hogan as well. Well, that's pretty cool. Can you tell us some stories about Hulk Hogan? Well, uh, the thing is about Terry. Let me just tell you something. WrestleMania 3, that was on the 29th. I was there on the 28th. Yeah. All right. Uh, Just like I was saying, uh, we got cut off or whatever. Uh, I was there talking for a minute. Uh, you're, I, you just put me back on. So what was your question? Oh well, my question is: I know you worked at the PM Crown uh, in the late '70s, early '80s, and I imagine that when some of the big wrestling promotions came into town, that maybe some of the wrestlers would frequent uh, the PM Crown, which, like, like I was saying before has a little bit of a of a shady history. So did you ever get a chance to rub elbows with any other famous wrestlers when you were singing at the PM Crown? Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Roberto. Uh, first time I saw him was in March of 79 when he uh, teamed up with Frank. And, uh, you know, after I, you know, called him, you know, told him the name Roberto, uh, we went back to the Crown. Uh, I sang for him. I sang all in French for him that night. He uh, drank up the whole bar. It was uh, a week's worth of bar that stocked up. And he drank it out that night. And, uh, and, uh, 
Yeah, he paid so, his time. So, so, that's those that's... stories. Let me let me ask you this: those stories about Andre the Giant being able to drink like thirty beers and three bottles of wine—all that's true. No, it was all true. I'm just saying, being firsthand, he paid a tab, and that's why the owner loved me, because all these guys would come in, you know, and people would come in and just wanted, you know, drink with them, and they tongue and live it up. But uh, you know, we when it was different, because Roberto. He had my whole back area, and it was just me and him and a couple, you know, three people. And we just sit there and, you know, just talk or play cards or whatever. It wasn't, you know, people wouldn't try to, you know, the, you know, the crown petting zoo, you know. And, you know, so Roberto, you know, he he would, he would drink it up. And, he, he I, mean, he, I mean, he had money, and he, he, he dropped money. Well, and, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, so. One of the biggest jobs so, yeah. in, in pro, pro wrestling history, man. Uh, that, that is but I got awesome. all these stories in my book coming up. Larry Pappas and pro wrestling behind the scenes of the curtain of the scenes, volume one, encrypted. Dude, that that's pretty incredible. I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to get an opportunity to read it. Um, Joe, are you back with us, man? I, I don't know what's going on. I keep trying to bring you on, and I can't hear your voice. So I'm just trying to figure out if you're going to jump in here with a question. There you are. Hey, Joe is back. Now, Larry, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Joe is very skeptical of some of the stuff that you're saying, just like I was when I first got an opportunity to talk with you, that we all know, we were talking about this earlier, like, so clearly Robert is not Andre the Giant's real name, but that's what you call him. So, Joe, jump on in here with any questions, bro, because I had the similar similar questions to you about Larry initially, but then he started telling these stories, and I'm like, yo, this stuff seems pretty dope, so we had to have him on. Well, I mean, so, and people, they, 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 I mean, now that's fine, but look, I mean, the XFL contacted me. They want me to sing for them. Chow Ming contacted me. She wants to come here and sing with me again. Guns and Hoses contacted me. They want me to sing the national anthem next week. So I told them, you drive me out there, okay, put me in a room, okay, give me a couple meal vouchers, okay, I'll sing. No problem singing. I just want you to take care of me. Go on. All right. Well, Joe, uh, why don't you jump on in here with Larry Pappas, man? Oh, you know, there's, there's just so many questions that 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 I could 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 ask. I mean. You know, um, so you've obviously have sung everywhere. Um, do you still sing at wrestling shows? Like, are, are you still singing the national anthem at wrestling shows? Haven't been asked. Huh? Well, I, I have not been asked. Huh? Uh, the only thing that they asked, I mean, I, I guess some some kid they uh, they. they run a podcast or they run a radio station. They want me to do a podcast in February where they, they, they're going to pay for guests, big names come in and I talk to them and just, I get to ask them whatever they want. They can't fire me. They're hiring me to do it. So it's like, if they bring me mm, Savage, even though he's dead, I'll ask him, why did you beat Elizabeth? You know, questions like that, but we're going to bring other people. You know, so, uh, yeah, no, no one's contacted me. 
But uh, maybe they will. I'll never turn it down. And you got to realize something right now. Before any of these indie guys message me, okay? I've sang the National Anthem at Kemper Arena, okay? I've sang the National Anthem at NGA Grimm, okay? Larry Pappas is never too good for anything, but the days of the bingo hall are over. So if your show brings in only 15 people, you can ask me to come watch. I ain't singing unless they ask me nicely, and then I'll do it for free. Mm. Okay, well, Joe, what else you got, man? I, I'm just very intrigued. And by the way, the, the real name, of, and I don't know why you called him Robert. Um, I'm just very – Andre the Giant's real name is Andre Rene Ruzimov. Whoa, 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 really, whoa, 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 whoa. Where were you during my story? That's his real name. Where were you? No, I, I didn't say that. That's not how it happened. So this is what – okay, I got to go back. So when I first met when I first met him in 79, okay, I went up there and I said, "Oh, Andre, my name is you know, Larry," and he just you know gave me a, I got me all worked up. I said the story already, but uh, so he said, uh, and he just looked at me and he smiled and he just you know walked away. So, you know, he had his own locker room, and you really, you don't go back there when he's back there. I didn't care. I wanted, I know, I know he's going to talk on my name. I didn't think he was talking on my name, but the way he smiled at me looked like he would talk on my name. So I walked back oh, in there I and see. I said, "Okay, look, sir," I said, "Look, kid." I said, I don't know if we got off the wrong foot, but my name is Larry Patches, and uh, I'm singing the National Anthem here tonight. And he said, I don't know if you don't like me. And he's like, no, 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 it's not. You know, Andre's voice, you know, it's not you. He said, I just don't like being called Andre the Giant. And I said, well, that's your name. And he said, yeah, but they own it now. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there nervous because I'm in my suit at this point, you know, and I'm flicking my Zippo. I won in a poker game. And the bottom of the name, it was said Roberto, because that's the guy who threw it in the pot when I won the poker game. And I just looked at him, and I said, well, I could call you Roberto. And he just started laughing, and he just said, okay, <laughs> Roberto it is. So, yes, that's I call him Roberto, and no one else is going to do it. So then there was that night afterwards, that's when we went into the crowd, because he teamed up with Frank that night, you know, on March 8th. And that's like I said earlier. You know, when, uh, I don't know if this got on air, but you know what I was saying, you know, from, when, you know, when I was at the crown, you know, we were blowing up all the, you know, 89, and everybody wanted to know me, you know, Ben Senior, you know, the rise of Bischoff, I seen that kid grow up, you know, and these, you know, and, and it's like, you know, they came to me because, you know, the crown was where all the wrestlers would go because Larry knew how to have a good time. And I would show these guys, this is what you need, this is where you come. But Larry Pappas make it happen. Wow. So, and then anyway, so. That makes sense. Like, uh, I get my big, you know, my big break in New Mexico. Okay, I get it. it was in Los Alamos. All right, and everything's going good. You know, I got money. I finally have a car. You know, I'm sitting there. You know, in there. This is uh, 2000 before 9/11, and then uh, fire took out the whole city. And it started a wildfire, and uh, I was working at the Big Rock Casino there in Espanola, and I had nowhere to go. So it was a hotel, and I went there, and I said, look. Uh, that's what's going on, and uh, I need your help. And uh, they put me in a hotel room, and uh, you know, this is you know, in my house, I had every you know, I lost my car. Uh, you know, I was you know, I got drunk the night before. I wasn't driving, and woke up in fire. You know, so I you got to think everything was in you know, in my house. You know, birth certificate, every I mean, everything you know, my mother gave me when she died because I didn't talk to her. You know, I was in the house, so that's all gone. 
I got my driver's license. I got $20. And I got friggin' Terry's card in my back. I called Terry. And I said, Terry, it's Larry. And he just stopped. And I said, you there? And he said, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. I said, yeah. Uh, well, you said call me if you ever need anything. And uh, and this is because, you know, he, he told me I owe him a life of debt. Because, uh, you know, like I always say, WrestleMania 3 was on uh, March 29th. But I was there March 28th. But uh, and I, that, and I'll just leave it at that. But uh, he said, well, look, you know, uh, I'm flying in Kansas City. We got a show there at the Kemper. Uh, why don't I fly you in? And, and I said, that'd, that'd be great. Cause I told him, I, said, I just gotta get back to Kansas city. And he said, well, you know, I'm, uh, you know, cause I didn't know anybody there, but I knew the crowd was there and I just knew, you know, that's the place, you know, you sheltered her in the storm and it was raining and, uh, he got me back there. And that's when, uh, I first met Marcus Bagwell. He out drank me. That's when I knew I was getting old. God, that was even 20 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, man, then it all became a blur. Aubrey Campbell Bar. Uh, no one wanted to sing. And uh, then I, you know, then I'm putting a home. And, uh, you know, because I had no idea of proving who I was. I had no W 2. You know, this is, you know, I don't, you know, for the past 20 years, I'm claiming no W 2s and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. And I come out and, uh, you know, these, these kids come to the indie show. That's why I found you, you know. And, uh, and then uh, when I, Decided to go through this paperwork when I was, you know, going through my home because I'm, 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 this uh, radio show, they, they, they're paying, they want to move me up to St. Louis. Uh, you know, Larry doesn't like change, but you know, Larry hasn't changed nothing in 19 years. So uh, I'm going through the paperwork and I called, uh, called a guy, and uh, that's when, uh, long story short, I get, well, his name's Whimsy now, but he's a state appointed, and I, and I don't know his name, I call him Whimsy, but he's state appointed by the state. And uh, he's handling all my legal expenses, and he said, "Well, Mister Mister Pavis, I've uh, tracked down all your assets that you were owed from that fire." Uh, so we talking about. He said, "Well, it ends up that the state paid you, and the federal government paid you, and FEMA paid you, and that apartment complex had to pay you. So I had all this money out there that I didn't know about, and whimsy because I signed him the power or what what." I, and uh, he went out and got all this money from me. Now I'm sitting at uh, over six figures. So thanks to you. What? And wow. uh, well, that, that was just all because unclaimed stuff, you know, because I didn't know, you know, for the past 10, you know, I was in a blur. And then they put me in a home, you know, I would be getting, you know, drunk and, you know, telling all these stories and uh, oh, we don't believe it. And I'd be singing and, you know, I lost my touch. You know, I was realizing, you know, it was, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Jim, you know, it's like Jim. Okay. Yeah, so hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. You know, it was like, it was, you know, it was the year 2000, and, you know, when I got locked up, 2004, not locked up, I just, I had nowhere to go in 2004. And, uh, because uh, I had no proof of proving who I was. Okay. Uh, you know, they had, you know, my stuff at the Crown, but I didn't know where it was. Okay. And I was scared to file with Missouri because unpaid taxes. But we got that worked out. And, uh, yeah. Kevin Blair, and then Wednesday got my money. So now we're going to go look at a place, okay? Maybe uh, pick up some more gigs. XFL called me. Chow Ming, we're going to email. And then I'm singing the National Anthem at Guns and Hoses. I'm 
amazing. About 35,000 people I, next I, week. Well, so, Larry, let me stop you right. Joe, why don't you jump back in here, bro? And thank you for retelling the story. I, respectfully, um, you're a little difficult to understand. I, I don't know well, if that I mean, you got to sick. With... I was singing. That's what I'm singing. Talk about Jim. Hey, listen, Jim. I'm glad what happened happened. Okay. I mean, granted, I, I sang at his wedding back in '87 when he when he got hitched with Janice. Okay. But Jim, you gotta grow, baby. We're not in the '80s. You can't say stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed for I'm embarrassed for the industry. But that's just. Are you talking? Wait a minute. Are you talking about Jim Ross or Cornette. Jim Cornette? Holy shit, wait a minute. You know Jim Cornette? My thing is reception. Oh, shit. All right, well, I got to, Joe, you, wait, I ask him about Jim Cornette. Bro, go ahead, Joe. I know you're going to ask the same question I am. I didn't know you knew Jim Cornette. You kept saying Jim. I don't know what Jim you're talking about, Larry. Go ahead, Joe. I know what you're about to ask. Can you tell us your stories about Jim Cornette? Yes, please. Oh. Boy, where do you want to start? Well, we got we got about six minutes, Larry. So you got about six minutes if you don't mind, because we got to move on to FWWC respectfully, of course. All right. First of all, Jim. The first time I met Jim, uh, he was uh, discovering himself. You know, when he was wearing the board shorts and he was wearing, uh, you know, the the, the footings, the footings. Okay, is that it? No, and then when he was going there, he was really fooling himself. But the thing that I'll never forget is he would like to pull pranks on people. And that really bothered me because that looked at me as a bully. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get Jim. So Jim had this ritual every night before he'd come out. He'd brush his teeth, and he would boil vinegar throughout his little area, and then he would go perform. Well, instead of the, oh, the vinegar, that's what he would do. Before the vinegar, I went to Roberto and I said, hey, you could you pee yet? Because Roberto would come in and he'd drink. Drink, 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 drink. And he said, no, no, no. I said, I need you to pee in this. I'll let you boys put two and two together. Whimsy said he talked to you. I'll announce it. Yeah. So you're coming up with, I believe. 
You yes, will be there I would love to on the first there. show because I'm yeah, I new to this. To and, and, yeah. and are you guys going to go ahead and stick with the name that you told me about? Are you guys going to go with Larry Pappas versus the people? That's what I remember Larry, us talking about it. that. I didn't know if you were mm-hmm. going to stick with that. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. That's that's awesome. All right, well, Larry, l- let me do this with you, man, before we let you go. Um, I know this has been a very interesting conversation, and we apologize for making you repeat yourself. We just want to make sure – the clarity is there. The stories about Andre the Giant, and I mean that—that's very cool. I don't think we've ever had any Andre stories here. And you said you sang at Jim Cornette's wedding reception, so that's pretty dope too. That—that that is pretty dope. But you know what we like to do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast is make sure that everybody goes through a little bit of a therapeutic session. We call it the Shoot and Shout segment, where each one of us gets about thirty seconds to just go off about anything that's bothering us. It can be wrestling related. It doesn't have to be wrestling-related. All we need you to do, Larry, is to bring the passion in the fire. Will you join us for tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment? Huh. You told me not to scream and shout. No, no. No, not that kind of shot. The Shoot and Shout. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me cool. tell you something. All right, wait a minute. Wait, wait. We got music and everything. We got music and everything. So, enter Timmy. Go ahead and cue up the music for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Going first. I'll go first. I'm ready. Go Ladies ahead. and gentlemen, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my shoot and shout short and sweet. If you have a problem with something somebody says and it doesn't affect your livelihood, then chill the hell out. People are out here losing their jobs. Because of oversensitive babies on social media. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say that I'm not going to watch NWA anymore because Jim Cornette resigned. No, I love NWA and I will continue to support them. And as a matter of fact, we got some NWA interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. As you guys know, we had Thunder Rosa on the show a couple of weeks ago. We've had Trevor Murdoch on the show. So we got love for NWA. But the bottom line is this. If you love what you love and somebody says something that offends you and it doesn't take food off of your kid's plate, it doesn't make you short on the rent, then just chill the hell out. Jeez Louise, why has everybody got to be up in arms about everything these days? You ever heard the story of a little boy who cried wolf? You cry a bitch so much that when you're actually crying a bitch about something noteworthy, Shout is is why can't I have a refrigerator 
in the podcast area so I could just grab a beer whenever I want a beer and set it all the way in the kitchen. And that means I got to go all the way into the kitchen just to grab another beer. I need another beer, but I don't want to go all the way into the kitchen because I'm lazy. <laughs> that's my shoot. That's a good one, bro. That's that's a good one. Yo, go ahead, Larry. Close us out on tonight's edition of the Shooting Shop segment. What do you got? Huh? Hey, my problem. I'm not watching AEW. I do not sit here and pay my cable bill, okay? Just so I can come on, okay? And watch a bunch of dudes, okay? Act like Circus Olay. No more flips. No more kicks. I've seen more kicks in a soccer game. Less kicks in a soccer <laughs> game. Whatever the joke is, I'm done. I'm done. Larry absolutely <laughs> everything wrong. AEW, absolutely everything wrong. And I'm done with NXT. I'm done with NXT. Yes. I'm done with NXT. I'm sitting in more bigger arenas than that Florida shit hole. And you know what? Because never exonerated training is what that NXT means. That means there are a bunch of these circus of layers, okay? And they want to go, oh, oh, run, oh, you have three initials, H, 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 because that's original. You're pretty sure he's saying there, oh, you're fake, you're fake, you're fake. Let me tell you something, Paul, if I remember right. Your first promo was a fake out right there. So you're a problem. So you guys can either never exonerate training or you can absolutely everything wrong. But the fact of the matter is, when Matt Hardy has a microphone, that man was gold. So when you give him a microphone, I will tune it. Because he made wrestling great. He brought the YouTube views. He made him pass something. And then he took it away. What's wrong everywhere is where he ended up. <laughs> so when he comes back, you let me know. Wow. That might be one of the most legit shooting shouts we've ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise one time. For the legendary loud singer and pro wrestling personality, Larry Pappas. Let's hear it, Wrestle Talk family. Let's hear it for Larry. Come on, let's go Thank make you, some noise. Boys, <laughs> boys, I will always job, be grateful Larry. for you. That was incredible, bro. That's ready? A great ready? 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 Larry Pappas is hosting an award show. He's getting uh, uh, December 7th. And then I will be joining you uh, with my new, uh, uh, whatever whimsy decides I'm going to live. And uh, I got some money to play with. And, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Larry. Uh, before we let you go, last thing, man, uh, where can people follow you on social media, man? Harry's already dropped. Oh, he's gone. That's up, man. I- I'm going to go ahead and get that information for you guys and, st- and share it on all our social media platforms. Guys, that was a little bit of a crazy interview. I apologize for the technical issues. That was all on me. Joe had nothing to do with that. But, Josie, man, I told you this guy, Larry, was legit. He's a little, between you and me and everybody else listening, he's a little a little wild. I think he maybe had a little bit too much fun. 
in the late 70s, early 80s, if you get what I'm saying. But, dude, this guy's got stories for days. I can't wait to have him back on. Josie, your thoughts on Larry? You want my thoughts? Yes, please. I, I definitely in 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 uh, in I'm still a little bit bit biased, but you know it is what it is. So it is what. Are <laughs> right, well, you gonna have to tell me what you mean by a little bit biased when we come back, guys? We'll be back in two minutes and thirty seconds. We're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna come back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. We're gonna follow that up with our second featured guest of the evening, Texas pro wrestling badass, former combat soldier wrestling, IWA Mid-South, IWA Deep South, Juggalo, Extreme Mexican Wrestling, and the list goes on and on. Chewy Martinez will be joining us in about 15 minutes. Keep it locked in right here to episode 273 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. We'll see you guys in a bit. What up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, because we got some more. Every Wednesday we're here, keeping it raw. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. We are back. We are back. We are back. 
ladies and gentlemen, with episode 273 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I want to thank Larry Pappas for coming in and entertaining us uh, for about 35 minutes there, some incredible stories. Uh, and I, again, want to apologize to everybody for the crappy audio. Part of the reason that we're committed to upping our production quality in 2020, bear with us. Uh, for anybody who does anything similar to this, you know that it can be very expensive. So we're doing our very best to kind of progress little by little. As you guys can see, the stream quality is better than it used to be. That was one thing we wanted to make sure we took care of for you guys. But if you want to help us so that we can continue um, bringing you some of the very best interviews in the professional wrestling world, I want to encourage you to make your way over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, go over to the merch booth, and shoot us a message letting us know that you want to start customizing your very own WrestleTalk Podcast mug. We're not going to ask you for donations. We don't want anything for free. But what we do want to do is take that money and reinvest it into the WrestleTalk Podcast so we can continue to have amazing interviews like the one that you just heard and the one that's coming up here in about 10 minutes with Chewy Martinez. All that said, we've got Nightmare Jones, the uh, the um, FFHC of Blue Brand. We've got the uh, Undisputed Legends champion slash tag team champion of Blue Brand, Daniel Grimm, all on hold. But before we get to those folks, I would be remiss if I didn't bring on a guy who we haven't heard from in just a little while. I'm talking about a guy who is in charge of FWWC Red Brand, the general manager, La Familia's very own, Marcus Mayhem. Good evening, FWWC Universe. Mr. Renee, Mr. Joe, what's going on tonight? Uh, well, we're doing good. Joe is no longer co-hosting this segment because of all the La Familia bias. If you listen more frequently, you might know that. So you're basically just stuck with me, Mayhem. What's on your mind? Of Make course. it snappy. See, first of all, you don't rush greatness. But since you asked, I have a special announcement to make. Now, we all seen the promos. We've heard about the big news about El Mata relinquishing the UHC. Now, by his authority, because he's out taking care of business, prepping for FWWC Survivor Series, I will relay a message from him. He has chosen to to duke it out this Sunday for the Universal Heavyweight Championship on Red Brand. And I have to personally say it really just shows, you know, how much he likes to give back. Mark has always shown in a bad light, like he's just a bad guy. This is him showing that he does give back. He does put back into the well. So this Sunday, FWWC Survivor Series, for the UHC championship, it will be the Bishop versus the Instructable Voorhees. Whoa, that is absolutely huge news. So you're telling me, and, you know, I'm a little bit surprised And whenever you say that he's so generous and this and that. That's not something that I immediately correlate back to El Mataratas. But 
the fact that he relinquished the Universal Championship and is now giving two hardworking guys like Voorhees and Bishop the opportunity, I got to admit, Mayhem, I can't find any fault in that. That's a pretty damn good You cannot find any fault. You know, because he is doing something for the ungrateful people in the FWWC. You see, El Mata doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't owe anybody anything. But he is still gracious enough to bestow his greatness upon two lucky individuals on Red Brand. So, Voorhees and Bishop, I suggest you grovel, send him a thank you card, whatever it takes to show your gratitude to El Mata for his generosity tonight. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm getting messages right now on my, uh, my Facebook Messenger. A lot of people are happy with this decision. Obviously, there are some people on the outside looking in. Uh, Mayhem, before we let you go, man, anything else concerning the FWC Red Brand that we need to know about going into a very, very busy weekend of professional wrestling? Yes, of course. We do have another very special match, and it is between Mr. El Luchador and Robert. These two gentlemen will be fighting out for opportunity at the Golden Ticket after it was used by Battle Cat when he cashed it in and surprised everyone by taking the hybrid television championship from Dougie Fresh. So we're going to see what happens with that. And I got to say, hopefully I can hear from Dougie Fresh or Battle Cat tonight because there is a lot more drama that comes with this. Well, absolutely. Well, Mayhem, thank you for joining us. And you said the man's name, so it makes sense for us to bring him on. And we're going to make it quick because we want to get him and Daniel Grimm on uh, back-to-back if possible. Um, Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, a man residing in the deepest, darkest part of the jungle, a man who just recently cashed in his golden ticket and became the new FWC Red Brand Hybrid Television Champion, the one, the only, the Battle Cat. right now. I got a lot going on. Uh, personal issues aside, within the brand, certain people need to stop stepping on toes. What do you mean? You want to elaborate on that? This is the place to do it. Uh, we got a few people that I named them in my promo before, Sis and Common Man. 
it seemed to have this issue that I'm handed everything just because I took a few weeks hiatus, which I thought I rightfully earned. But they want to get in their ass about some issues that don't concern them. All right, and uh, do you have anything planned to address it? I got more words coming. Just just watch the page. Okay, will do. Ladies and gentlemen, your current FWWC Undisputed Legends champion, also FWWC co-heavyweight tag team champion of the world, Daniel Grimm. We got time for one more caller, then we got to move on to my compadre, Chuy Martinez. No relation. Tank Westbrook, the top guy on the blue brand, FWWC Blue. Tank, please go ahead and close out this segment with a little bit of common sense because up to this point, and I love Daniel Grimm, Battle Cat basically just came up short, and Marcus Mayhem just straight up annoys me. So can you close this out with some positive words, please? Oh, I can definitely can. How you doing, Night Al? I'm doing good, man. Great to have you. Hey, um, so I don't know if you've been paying attention, um, you know, I like to give back, and I like to, for everybody that loves me and has helped me succeed here in FWWC, I like to help them out. So, I am actually requesting your presence on Friday. Oh, the FWWC SmackDown Live Challenges. I'd like your okay. presence in the ring when I sign the contract to face Hardcore Hawks. Now, that's fine. If you if you decline, that's fine. But I'd like you to be there. I'll be there. But I'll I would be like, there. Well, I'd like you also to know that Hardcore Hawks is decided to, because I'm bringing you, he's going to bring El Mata. Just want you to know he will be there. But, you know, it's okay. There will not be any fist thrown, and if so, I got your back. All right. Well, I'd love to hear that, man. I want to share my thoughts because I think you're doing a great job as the FWWC Blue Brand Champion. We are running a little short on time, so let me just go ahead and say this so we can – oh, no. Damn it. Oh, not again. Every single time. Nightmare Jones, why do you have to do this? Listen, Chewy is already in the bullpen. He's ready to fire off the strike and close the game out. But here you are showing up again, once again interrupting a valuable guest. Quiet. What? What? Quiet. What? Quiet. I'm what? about to speak. I'm about to speak. Who gives a I want to know why I haven't been invited to the wedding of Tank and the Night Owl. That's what I want to know. Where is my invitation to the wedding of Tank Westbrook and the Night Owl? Every single week I have to sit here and I have to hear Tank go, Oh, Night Owl, thank you so much for allowing me to come onto the podcast. Night Owl, can you please do me a favor and please, please come join me in the ring on Friday when I sign my contract. He might as well get on his knees in front of you. I can't say it. We're on, on live radio. I cannot say it. Yes, but you can. Yes, this you know is what? not the tank wrestling you know that we 
No. To take Westbrook you know that we know is a beast, I am still speaking, sir. The tank Westbrook that we know is a beast. Not this love, not, not, not this tree-hugging, loving guy that wants everybody's respect because he needs respect in order to do anything in the FWWC. He needs that oh, respect so that he can be so that he can can and makes him feel better about himself because if he doesn't have the people that like him, then he can't succeed in the FWWC. And without the likes, Hank <clears throat> Westbrook is literally nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know you know what, Nightmare Jones? I'm going to give Tank Westbrook an opportunity to come back on here and put you in your damn place because every single week you want to interrupt a man, a man who's a champion, a guy who's been getting things done while you've been cutting one promo every six weeks. Tank Westbrook, put this man in his place right now. Tell him you're not playing. Nightmare Jones, you know, I, I understand where you, you might not understand where I'm coming from, but let me tell you, I don't need your approval. The people that love me Love me for who I am and what I've done. You see, tomorrow, tomorrow, Thursday, in my hometown, I am doing a signing here locally. So for all of the Tank Westbrook fans, come out to Martinsburg, West Virginia, and you will <laughs> be getting an autograph signature from me. The people that love me, see, Nightmare Jones, you are someone who has hatred, and you need to let it go. You need True. to put it in the past. The love for the FWWC is where it is. Thank you so much, Tank. And you know what, Nightmare (laughs) Jones, all I got to say is this. You're not half the man. You're not half the man that Tank Westbrook is. That's why you got to cut him off and hit those stupid drops when he comes on. You know why? Because you're trying to mask the truth. You won't let him speak for himself, right? You want to cut him off and, and, and try to embarrass him because you know if people hear what he has to say, you're going to be the one that's embarrassed and cut off. That's why you keep doing it. Admit it. <laughs> like I said, where is my invite to the wedding of Tank Westbrook and the Night Owl? Oh, shut He's up. Got I'm a- done with you already. All right, we're done. We're done. We're done with that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed that segment, and, and I know it's a little crazy like the rest of tonight's show has been, please do us a favor and visit the WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Go on over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab. Click it. Hit the link that takes you to the Facebook page. If you've always had a dream, if you've always aspired to be in professional wrestling, but you can't, if you're in a wheelchair, if financially you're limited, if you've got too many responsibilities, you've got children, you got whatever it may be, financial or whatever, and you can't actually go out and train to be a professional wrestler and do it the right way, then what you want to do is you want to seek out the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. We're very proud to have them on for 15 minutes every single show. And, and I trust me, trust me, guys, we're going to get our full 30 minutes with Chewy Martinez. I, I guarantee it. We're not cutting him short even though we're running a little late because this is a guy who's got the same passion and intensity for, for real professional wrestling that the people of the FWWC have for fantasy wrestling. So with that said, let me thank everybody of the uh, Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter for calling in. You guys brought some real heat tonight. 
And I really appreciate that because we are going into one of the biggest weekends in pro wrestling, and that is Survivor Series weekend, including War Games on Saturday. Again, more information available to you guys right there at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Don't forget, on your way over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab, make sure you visit the merch booth and check out your customized WrestleTalk Podcast mugs with customized name, 20 bucks plus shipping. Shoot us a DM, and we'll get you all set up and, and, and taken care of. All that said, Nightmare Jones, are you back? Because it is time for our second featured guest of the evening. This dude cuts some of the illest promos in the game. I went and I checked his profile, bro. This dude is cutting on everybody, bro. He's worked with some of the best promotions in the world. He's been to Mexico City. He's been out to the East Coast. He's doing big things in Texas. And tonight, he's invading the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Josie, before we bring him on, bro, tell me how excited you are to talk to Joey Martinez. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to talk to, Ju- to, to Chewy because, number one, he is one half of the Juggalo Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And if you know anything about Nightmare Jones, then you know that I am down with the clown. I am everything about IC. I have seen him in concert multiple times. So, so anybody that is involved in Juggalo Championship Wrestling is a guy that is near and dear to my heart. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce to you Chewy motherfucking Martinez. Mexico, querido. Chilly man, Aquino Mas in the Valle, sitting outside, listening to all the dogs going crazy, trying to get into some mixes. <laughs> That's crazy. Joe, why don't you take the lead on this one, man? I know you're excited to talk to uh, Chuy Martinez. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I guess that, that, that my first question is, you're one half of the, the Juggler Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. What is it like to wrestle for Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Well, I started wrestling with those guys in 2006. And the first time I wrestled them, I got hired and then fired <laughs> the same night. Oh, shit. <laughs> in Oklahoma Damn. City, man. Long story short, it was it was a fun night. <laughs> um and then after that, I've been I've been working with those guys since 2007. They brought me back to the Gathering of Juggalos 2007, and then I've just been working for them every year after that, just trying to get in the rankings. Then last year, me and my brother Mosh took what was rightfully ours, Mosh and Mike, we took what was rightfully ours, and that was the JCW Tag Team Champions. Until this gathering, the new booker decided to be a little bitch. So uh, I... Uh, you know, uh, Juggalos have very vocal opinions. You and I both know that. And my brother, Mashi yes. decided to speak his mind. So, obviously, what he was speaking his mind about, the clowns didn't like it very much. And uh, I'm a very passionate person when it comes to real professional wrestling. 
I don't know what the fuck I was hearing earlier, <laughs> but uh, I just had to stand for my brother because they were uh, lashing out on us because him speaking his voice. So I had to stake a stand, and I dropped. We dropped the titles because I'm just not. I'm not going to go into a place where they're going to come and and talk shit and and for all our hard work and they're just going to stomp on us and just take the titles away from us. So I said, no, fuck that. I said, I'm going to do it the yeah. man way, and you want these titles? I send it fucking back to him. I said, peace out, motherfuckers. Absolutely. I will always love ICP. I will always love the clowns. I will always love that whole fan base because they have been so good to me for over a decade. But my whole thing is mm-hmm. I've always been true to myself and, and, and true to where I come from. And my whole thing is, uh, if something's affecting me, I'm gonna tell you the way it is, and I'll tell everyone. I don't, I don't have no reason to hide shit. There you go, there you go. So, wow. Next question. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you were, uh, uh, you actually made your wrestling debut in 1997 at the age of 14. That's yes, a, a really young age to to to, to start wrestling. What made you want to start wrestling at the age of 14? Well, I came from the barrio of the west side of San Antonio, Texas. And just for some people to uh, be familiar, that's pretty much one of the poverty sides of that state. And uh, my whole thing. Yeah, little spurs, brother, poodle spurs. And uh, my whole thing is it was two things, man. It was either get into the gangs or try to try to – try to do something to to get out of the gangs and get out of the streets and shit so uh i was very fortunate enough to uh be in a school that helped me so much where uh the one of the latin teachers of this magnet school i was doing when i was growing up was uh uh luchador he was a wrestler and uh wow. from there yeah so from there he, he had a wrestling company and then that was at the same time that uh, Shawn Michaels had his wrestling company, and of course I couldn't afford that shit. I mean, I was broke. I, I was I was being raised by a single parent, by my mother, with four kids, me being the youngest. So there was no way I was gonna go to that fucking expensive school. But uh, <laughs> right. But but the great thing about it is, is uh, there's definitely a lot of good people in this world, and and that man definitely was one of them. Where he got me in that itch, and he fucking got me so addicted, and I've been doing it ever since. Now over 24, almost 25 years later, <laughs> I just got into my prime now. So now I'm ready to kick everyone's ass. That's well, okay. Talk, and I, I want to ask you about that too, but Joe, I know you got another question, bro. Jump back in here. I do. I have one final question before I send it back to to my uh, co-host Renee. Um, so you are a uh, a wrestler that has also done some uh, uh, death match wrestling. Uh, you were um, you you were introduced to it by Prince Florinto, Super T, and the Necro Butcher, which is another amazing guy that I would love to have on the podcast. The uh, Necro Butcher. And I guess that, that my question is, how do you get into the mindset to do like the deathmatch wrestling? You're going through through panes of glass right. and ball drive. How do you get into that mindset? Or you just have to be a crazy motherfucker? Well, you know, man, uh, at that time of my life, I was definitely going through a very hard time because I lost I lost my dad in 2004. 
And uh, Prince mm. Fondo and Super T were the guys that uh, helped train me in regular style wrestling. They're like, they kind of christened me up in, in, in just old school style wrestling. And uh, mm-hmm. I met Necro Butcher in 2006 after these, one of my buddies that were doing a local show in San Antonio. And they had begged my ass to go to the show because I was kind of like boycotting wrestling at that moment in time. Just because, you know, I just lost my dad. My head just wasn't right in the game. You know, I didn't want to hurt anyone else or myself at the same time. So I was just taken aback, and then uh, they begged me to go to this show, and I was like, fuck it, all right, man, I'll, I'll be there. So as soon as I walked into the show, um, I walked into the back to tell all the boys what's up. There's this fucking burly, fucking redneck-looking, fucking crazy motherfucker walking into the to the back at the same time I was. And the first thing out of his fucking mouth was, any fine young gentleman in the back would like to buy me a beer. And as soon as he was saying that, I was walking in at the same time. And I turned to the right, and I had two beers. I just got two beers myself. So I gave him both of my beers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, boy. <laughs> and then, like and then he goes, right, and then he goes, holy shit. I, I, I was like, when you're ready, man, we'll go get another one. He says, give me one second. And literally, he drank both of those fucking beers in like fucking seven seconds, bro. And then, <laughs> then he goes, I'm ready. Let's, let's go to the bar. And then we went to the fucking bar. And then before you know it, we were talking. Ten more minutes for another fucking round. Some shots. We're talking again. Fifteen more minutes. We're talking again. Next thing you know it, I'm in the fucking main event. I'm in the main event with him that same fucking night because uh, uh, because one of the fucking one of the guys uh, I think it was Rude Boy he fucking canceled he was being a little fucking bitch and he canceled so I'm glad he was being a little bitch because he's always a little bitch uh, uh, he decided to uh, <laughs> he decided to uh, cancel. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> him, he watches this show. He watches this show. So hey, it is what it is, man. I'm real. I'm real as fuck. <laughs> so there you go, man. Uh, uh, and and what happened was there. So like, uh, they needed someone to uh, wrestle Dylan. And then after that, Dylan brought this other guy down. So he wanted to help this guy get work. And then uh, they ended up bringing this guy from Detroit named Alcatraz One Eight Seven down. And they brought him down, so he ended up being my partner. So the main event ended up being me and Alcatraz187 versus this guy named Sid Murder and the Necro Butcher. And that was in 2000, maybe like, uh, that was probably like in March of 2006, I believe it was. And then from there, uh, after I did that fucking match, and uh, and listen, man, uh, I was doing all that shit when I was a kid, like, uh, you know, jumping off my mom's fucking house into the trampoline on sh- taking shingles off the siding and shit when I was a kid. I mean, who fucking did it? If someone's going to tell you that they didn't want to, that they didn't do that when they were young, they're fucking lying. <laughs> because we all did it. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of like the base where my mentality was, but it was definitely on a different scale because there was fucking 700, almost 1,000 fucking people at this show. So I'm like, holy fuck, like, this is about to burn. Like, I'm like, am I really fucking doing this? And then, dude, as soon as I got in that ropes, it was like I hadn't been I hadn't been in the ring for a year and a half. But before you know it, I just felt like it, it was yesterday. And then after that, bro, then I ended up doing, like, this big angle with Necro for, like, over a year at this weekly show they were doing in, in Denton, Texas at the time. And I... Pfft, 
the next week I went up there and I lost like he punched out a he punched out uh one tooth out of me. Like he fucking punched me so hard one of my tooth fucking just shattered during the match and it was just like holy shit, what wow. the fuck am I getting into? But other but since then man, I like I've been addicted ever since and uh uh, I, I owe it all to my mother because I used to be a pain in the ass when I was younger and in the barrio, and she used to beat the shit out of me, man. So, so much. We're like, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty fucking sure that she, uh, that, that she, like, uh, whipped out all my pain tolerance. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I can't feel shit no more. She beat the hardcore into you, bro. Uh, she had to roll with those fucking paddles with anything she could get her hands on. One of them fucking wooden paddles with yep. the steam hose, bro. A chancla, hey, bro. A chancla. In a chancla, pero those paddles, it helped her more because I stole a five second, a five, a twenty-five cent candy one time from the corner store, and I'll never steal again because of that fucking paddle, bro. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I don't want to take up all of the time because I do have a co-host. So, Renee, I know that you've been chomping at that defense. So, why don't you ask Chewie whatever questions that you have? Thank you, bro. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, let, let me start with this, uh, bro. Uh, so, first question: Are you fluent in Spanish? I'm bilingual. See, I've I've I've, I've been uh, born and raised to know Spanish and England English uh, the majority of my life. I would I would love it. I haven't talked to Joe about this, but uh, we have the ability to do a show every week uh, on our current service, so I would love to, to do a one-on-one just in straight Spanish with you because I think a lot of your fans in Mexico would get a kick out of that, and I know you've made a couple of trips down there. Uh, and oh, I'm man, I did Mexico. Okay, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, go no ahead. I know you love going down there, too. Mexico City is a special place. Uh, but before I wow. go there, let me ask you about this. So here uh, in about uh, three weeks, you're going to be coming up my way. Uh, you're going to be working in the great state of Kansas for a company called uh, XWE. Uh, our friend Billy Simmons uh, just go ahead and he went ahead and broke the news to us a little bit earlier on today. Let me ask you about your mindset when you're going into a new place. Uh, these guys are pretty excited to have you in. Um, I don't know if you've been before. I'm assuming it's your first time. How does your mindset shift and, and what demeanor do you feel like you bring to a locker room because everybody adds a little something, right, to every locker room. So what is it right. that Chuy Martinez adds to a locker room and to a roster when you come into a new place? Well, man, I'm always one of those persons when I go in, I like to treat people the way they like to be treated, man. And and, and that's the same respect with me. So when I walk into a place, I go around, I do everything. If I can help a ring, if I can help with the rings getting set up at the time, it doesn't matter how long I've been in this business. I always go in there and try to help as much as possible. Uh, and then when I go in there, I let everybody know who I am. And I'm a chill-ass fucking cat, but don't don't get me twisted. <laughs> If you disrespect me, I'll definitely show you what I'm all about, and that's and, and that's one thing going into anywhere I go. And uh, I'm very excited to make my debut at XWE in Salina, Kansas, because uh, I've been wanting to go to Can. I've been wanting to wrestle for XWE for a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm finally we got everything and we got a we got the deal all set. So I'm bringing me and I'm bringing some Texas Outlaws with me because I ain't coming alone. Because you know I'm I'm oh, brown shit. man. I gotta, make sure, I gotta make sure I got some company, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we Mexicans we fit more people in a car than a bunch of clowns. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Personal experience speaking right now. Yes, sir. Me as well. <laughs> no doubt. Well, well, then 
Well, in that case, let me ask you about your opponent. Um, and, and I don't know how high you measure. Maybe you can give us that information. Uh, but I've had the opportunity to see uh, chaos in action. Uh, this dude isn't one uh, that's for the weak-hearted. The dude likes to hit, and he likes to hit hard. Uh, just based on the camo pants, I think he's got a little bit of a of a military background, man. What do you know about chaos, and, and what's maybe uh, your thoughts going into to a match that, uh, again, enemy territory. XWE is chaos's home. It's your first time going in. How are you feeling going into that matchup? Well, when I go into any matchup, it's uh, my number one mindset is just going there and taking someone's head off. Uh, and, and they obviously know who they, – they obviously have to do their homework because they know who the fuck they're stepping in the ring with. And, and there's and there's a few things about me. Uh, uh, this is a kid show, so I am going to be as cool as possible, but at the same time still keep my same endurance and let everybody know why my name is Chewy Mar, motherfucking teenage. And uh, uh, what's his name? Chaos? Chaos, Is that what yeah. you said, Chaos? Okay, cool. Well, yeah. whoever the fuck Chaos is, let me tell you one thing, Chaos, if you're fucking listening. Lace up your boots and get ready for a fight. That's all I got to say, because I don't talk shit. I go in that ring, and I battle it out like a fucking man, period. Well, that's dope. And I will tell you, XWE does have kids at its show, but, but, depending on, <laughs> I'll just tell you, XWE, it, 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 there's a gray area there. I'll just tell you that. You, you can talk to the boss yourself and figure out what you well, guys are going to do, but I think, it, it, I know your style, bro. I, I know your style, and I know how you like to get down, and I think you're going to have some freedom there that you're really, really going to enjoy so that you and, and Chaos can blow the roof off of that damn place. Well, let's do it, man. That's what I'm there for. This is the reason why people bring me in, because I'm a fucking storyteller that no one will ever forget. Once you see me live in action, then you understand why people either love me or hate me. And either you might even hate me, but the one thing you have to do is respect me. Damn, all right. Well, December 14th, guys, that's uh, XWE in Salina, Kansas. Uh, make sure you guys look them up on social media, man. That's XWE. Pretty easy to find. Uh, my next question is this. Uh, I know you talked about your mom's uh, and your, your heritage and all that. You had the very rare opportunity uh, to go and work in the country that your family originated from. Tell us a little bit about your trip to Mexico, I know, I know you've made more than one, but I know it's very different down there. One of our boys from uh, Colorado, Chandler Hopkins, uh, who I know you're familiar with as well, uh, Chandler it just made his triple uh, A debut. So talk to us a little bit about the differences with, between working in the States and working in Mexico, and do you have any uh, dope stories uh, from your trip down south? I have tons of dope stories, and I started doing Mexico uh, in 2009, uh, and, and I first went uh, to the border towns. Like, I started doing, like, uh, Matamoros, Reynosa, uh, Nuevo Laredo. Uh, I've never done Juarez, but I've done all those on the south side of the border. Uh, and uh, from there, I was there for a good year and a half, like, before they uh, invited me to Mexico City. And then when they invited me to Mexico City, that was the first time I ever did Mexico City. And let me tell you, man, it's fucking amazing. Uh, wrestling in general in Mexico is just, it's a lifestyle. And and uh, if you know what the fuck you're doing or if, if, if you know how to hustle, you can get work 
every single day, either once or three times a day, seven days a week, if you really know what, if you really know how to hustle, man. And that's the best part. That's not even the best part. The best part is that these people are so in tune with, with your storytelling and just so in tune with you because you're different because, because me being different and coming, like I'm still a gringo to these guys. Right, but for me going in there, uh, but, but me going in there and showing them that I'm not a fucking pussy is what they respect the most. So my first time in Mexico City, we were in a eight American. It was eight Americans in one match, and uh, there was guys from all different from all over the country, eight Americans, and we got this crowd so hot, brother. There was maybe like 400 Mexicans there in this small-ass, tiny, awesome freaking arena. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, we were doing all, we are getting, so we got this match so hot, so hot, where half of the Mexican locker room came into the ring and started beating us up, or trying to beat us up. <laughs> Knowing me, sir, <laughs> knowing me, uh, we have no idea what the fuck is going on. So when I'm seeing these mother, these other cats getting hit by these dudes, here they come. They start coming at me. So I'm starting, I start knocking out these motherfuckers. I don't know what's going on, but I know that I've been trained. Like if, if, if these keys, if these people are trying to fucking, you got to defend yourself. So I did. So before you know it, after the fifth Mexicano I knocked out, <laughs> uh, these other guys, uh, one of the one of the brothers that his brother was wrestling, uh, Angel Demonio, which is the guy with the cinder blocks, uh, the, the guy that, that uh, hit the Puerto Rican with the cinder block lately, that's in Mexico that everyone's going yeah. all crazy about. Well, they break them and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, phone. So Angel Demonio, uh, his brother, they're, they're part of this fucking group, man, and they're called the Los Poros. Like his brother, his brother, Big Memo, Ovet, Angel Demonio, they're like, these dudes are like badass in the underground, like fucking crazy. So much where this dude, uh, Big Memo, pulls me out of the ring after I knock these dudes. He grabs my feet and says, Chuy, ven, ven. They're like, ven aquí. So he brings me and he takes me out of the ring and he's telling me, que paso? And I'm like, well, they're fucking hitting me. And I'm telling him in Spanish, he's like, nah, nah, pasi what the? He's telling me, uh, kneel down, like, get right here, get right here. So he put me, like, right in the apron, like, right next to the ring and put me kneeling down while everyone's still beating up the other guys. And he says, yeah, yeah. And then four Mexicans, four Mexicanos are coming to us. Tried to kick my ass, and he says, "Ah, la verga, get out of here!" Before he's like, "You want to fight him in Spanish? You want to fight him? You gotta pelar conmigo. Like you gotta fight me as well." And I'm like, "What the fuck oh, is going shit. on?" I was like, "Well, you know, I'm ready, man. Like I'm ready." And then, then after everything, then after every, after all that little, after all that little, uh, everyone seeing me fucking knocking them out, they're pulling me aside. Then they're then they start working with us again. And then he's like, Chewy, brother, he's telling me in Spanish, don't worry, you need to go back in there and just let them beat you up a little bit. But don't worry, they're not going to touch you. So sure enough, bro, I was like, fuck it, I'm ready, whatever. And then as soon as they threw me in, uh, as soon as they threw me in, then they get me in the corner and they say, come on, por favor, they're telling me to come down. Like, don't, no worries, no worries, respecto, respecto. They're saying, we give you respect, bro, no worries. And then they start working with me. And then everything they're giving me, they're barely even touching me now. Like, they're not even touching me anymore. So after, 
so, so after that, then I let them beat me up, and they went over, and then we go in the back, and then, like, before you know it, Necro's laughing his fucking ass off. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, like, I told him that you get beat up. And then, and then the other guy's, like, laughing his ass, like, no, it's your brother. No way, we're not going to let that happen. And he was like, fuck it, all right, all right. Uh, are you done? I said, yeah, I'm done. I said, are you good? Okay, good. All right, cool. Here's some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This guy. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, crazy, bro. Huh. That's, that's crazy. Well, I, I got one more question, bro, then I'm going to throw it back to Joe. And then hopefully uh, we can get into a little bit of a trivia challenge here tonight because I know you're definitely a competitive dude. Uh, my last question yes. is this, man. Uh, and and to me, it's important uh, to know this from you. So, so of all the time that you spend in professional wrestling, um, and, and I know you're not going to write a book or anything, at least not right now. What do you feel like you've contributed? What's, what's, what do you feel like you've contributed to the business? Because I know that, you know, professional wrestling is like a quilt, right? And everybody is like knitting their own little piece. Like we're doing our piece. I'm, I'm a commentator, ring announcer. I also do the show. My buddy Joe, he's out on the East Coast in Baltimore and West Virginia, and he's a referee. So we're all kind of knitting a little piece of what professional wrestling is. When we look back five, ten years from now, when we look back on the career of uh, Chuy Martinez, what what do you think that piece looks like? What do you think you contributed um, to the business from from start and maybe even looking a little bit forward to, to the finish? I think at the beginning I was stuck in the middle, that's for sure. But when, when I found out how to construct and, and maintain uh, – a lifestyle in this business. When I started doing death matches, I definitely, uh, I definitely gave a, a repertoire of letting people know that they never know what to expect when I came into my matches. Because you know, I mean, one you one thing you know, it like I always like to give everyone a climax. So so I'm definitely a, a, a storyteller, and I love to to just top everything I do most. And and I tried my and I tried so many times in my life to to calm myself down, but the more I get addicted and the more in love I get with pro wrestling every year, it, it just makes me, uh, it makes me want to give my body more to these people because these fans are the guy, are the people that have embraced me so much and they have saved my life. And, and that's being a hundred percent, uh, uh, shoot because if it wasn't for wrestling, I don't know where I would be. So what I give to people and I want people to understand that when you come see me, that you're never ever gonna forget me because when you see my storytelling, you will it will be instilled in your head forever until the dinosaurs come back again. You know what I'm saying? And, and then I want people to understand that uh, when you book me and you get me, you're gonna get 169% of me, and you're gonna get my soul, you're gonna get my heart, and you're gonna get my brain. So I would expect people to use me the right way. Not the wrong way. And the re- and what I say is the right way is just use me for my knowledge and use me for for what I bring and what I like to give to the future because I love teaching kids every single day. Like uh, it's hard to get people to listen to you, but when kids decide they want to actually learn, you can help them. But and, and I love giving kids platforms just like what I'm doing now uh, with Texas Heat Wrestling in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, uh, so I just want people to understand that I'm a fucking G and I'm a ride or die G. <laughs> and, 
and and and, hey, and, you know, I, and I you live, know what I got? and I live and I bleed professional wrestling. And if anyone if anyone wants to say different, they're fucking stupid, and they can suck a big fat dick. <laughs> well, I knew this interview was going to be the shit. Josie, why don't you close this out with your last questions, bro, so we can uh, we can get to the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Well, you know, I, I would have asked a, uh, another question, but we have a uh, caller that actually wants to come on and ask Chewy a question. So I'm going to let this caller ask Chewy the, my, the uh, final question. Are you okay with taking the question, Chewy? <laughs> sure, man. Go ahead. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> Drew, are you with us, sir? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? We can yeah, hear what's you. up, man? What is your question? You are on, on the Best Talk podcast with Joe Renee and Chewy Martinez. What is your question, sir? Heck yeah, Chewy Martinez, man. Uh, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know a lot about you. Uh, I've, I've heard of you. Uh, because I saw you on the poster for XWE in uh, Salina, Kansas. But uh, I was, I've been listening to this interview, and I thought, man, he he likes ICP. He likes all that juggalo stuff. And, you know, I, <laughs> I'm a way different person now, but, like, growing up, me and my brothers used to listen to ICP all the stinking time. And right. I was just curious. I was just curious. What is your favorite ICP song? My favorite ICP song. So I can't give you a favorite one. I can't give you a favorite one because I've tripped so many times on a lot of them. (laughs) But but I'm always I'm always a fan of Homies, man. Homies is one of my favorite songs. Uh, It it just because what it does, right? Uh, And then we have so uh, much in common. (laughs) <laughs> my 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 whole album, like the, the the Jekyll Brothers album, is one of my favorite. I can't give you I can't give you a, a favorite one on that album because that album is a shit. And uh, let me see, man. Like the one the one that they did recently, uh, they did a couple one recently that's like the Inversion of Beautiful, but like uh, it's like a cover of Christina Aguilera, but it's a Juggalo style version of Beautiful. That one's pretty fucking dope yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> that was a great question. All right, Drew. so very, very good. It, it was. Yeah, man. It, it, it yeah. definitely was. All right, Renee. I guess it's time to transition to the uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Why don't you uh, uh, clue Chewy in as to what the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is, sir? No, no doubt, no doubt. Let me do that. Well. Uh, Chewy, the, the thing is, is that here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, we know that all professional wrestlers have one thing in common, and, and you guys are very different. You all have different backgrounds and different stories, but one thing that is for sure is that all professional wrestlers are super competitive. And so what we like to do at the end of every show is have a little bit of a trivia challenge where you, Chewy, motherfucking Martinez, gets to go against me the night owl in a little bit of a trivia challenge. Well, the way you're work is, <laughs> hey, well, I don't listen. I drink a lot of beer, bro, so I don't know. But what I'm telling you, <laughs> what I'm telling you is, is that Joe will be Alex Trebek, right, from like Jeopardy 
answer, all you got to do is shout it out. The first person, two out of three falls, is the winner. The question is, are you down with the Browns? Yes, sir. Let's go. Enter to the, hit the music as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Yeah, me too. I like that welcome song. Na, 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 na. <laughs> it's a good song. Edition <laughs> of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I am your host with the most, Nightmare Jones. And tonight, this contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Um, in a few moments, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and all you have to do is just shout out your answers. I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty simple. I'll ask you like three three uh, uh, questions, and all you got to do is just shout out your your answer. It, it's not anything that's really, really difficult. So, with that being said... <laughs> So, question number one. <laughs> what what so, the hell was that? <laughs> All right, what do you got, Joe? Let's go. Question number one. Oh. Question number one. This late professional wrestler held the ECW World Tag Team Championships with Lance Storm, the Smoky Wrestling Tag Team Champions, with uh, I'm trying to have a whole time seeing this thing, but drinking a little bit too much with uh, with Brian Lee and the WCW Cruiserweight Championship with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Most people have remember him with his WWF Tag Team Championship reign with his tag team partner Zip and his manager Sonny. Um, he was married to Tammy Sitch. Oh, fucking Chris Candino. Not Chris Sean. Candino Not is Sean. correct. Oh, shit, bro. I was way off. You said Sonny, <laughs> I immediately thought Shawn Michaels. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I still got a chance, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, with that being said, Chewy has one point. The Night Owl has... No points. All right, we're going to go to hey, question can, number... Can I say something? Can I, can I say something before we go any further? What's that? All right, Joe, it's Chewy, not Chewy. It's Chewy, not Chewy, <laughs> damn it. Got him. Got him. won the IWGP Tag Team Championships with Giant Bernard, a.k.a. Alba from TNA, and the Tag Team Championships with AJ Styles. He also spent time in the WWE as an enforcer or a problem solver for Christian. What'd you say? Luke Gallows. 
No. Um, his first name is Tyson. Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd. No, <laughs> no, not Tyson Kidd. First name is this oh. Tyson. He had a bunch of tattoos. This one's really, really hard. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, fuck. It's the big tattooed guy, the boy, the the the, the jacked up dude, it ain't right? Mike Tyson. I, I know it ain't Mike Tyson. Yeah. I don't know the Tyson, Tyson bro. Tom. Tyson Tom. Well, Tom Tom or some like uh, Tyson Tomko. Tyson Tomko, right? Tyson Tomko is correct. Tyson Tomko is correct. You gotta be kidding me right now. This is bullshit right here. Mr. Martinez has won the Retro Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, but he was crushing them. No, I'm Mr. Martinez. So I won? No, I'm Mr. Martinez. No, me. That's me. Well, question number three. This wrestler has held the CMLL World Heavyweight Championships as well as the WWF European Intercontinental and Tag Team Championships. He has been... Owen Hart. Uh, no, he has been associated with such individuals as Terry Reynolds, The Godfather, Ryan Shamrock, and Eric Bischoff. He was also a member of the Right to Censor faction, and he's Peter most Richard. famous... No. No. Godfather. Um, no. God, no. You're, you're, you're very, very close. Um, okay. He is a, a huge advocate for the marijuana. Oh, Valvinus. Um, Valvinus is correct. This is bullshit. I got that one. Renee Martinez just got sweet. By yes, sir. Usually we have. You usually we we uh, play a, a a certain song because of uh, uh, if if you win. But be, and in honor of, of Mr. Chuey Martinez, we're gonna play this song. About this life we live, and let me try to swear some of this attention you give to them distant ass relatives over Hampton. And if they really miss you so much, why don't they just call it? What blood would you still have love, or in fact, does the blood make you think you have to love? Look, I probably love my family more than anybody here, but my homies are family too. Third cousins, get out of here. Who was you with when you got tattooed? Tattoo. Who was you tripping with when you did the mushroom? And who the fuck threw up all over your car and then fell worse than you about the shit? It's amazing, bro. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, I've done it plenty of times, all right, bro. All right, so why don't you go ahead and enter the out, out for us, Renee? It's all yours. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> wow. <laughs> all, all I got to say 
Chewy, is that I want a rematch. So when I see you on December 14th in Salina, Kansas, WWE, I don't know if we're going to do a trivia challenge or a drink-off or a smoke-off or something, but make How sure that the Martinez boys get together and we crack a cold yeah. one, bro. It's one it's of my favorite interviews of all time, okay? And, and we've had some dope interviews, bro. We've interviewed some legends. we got Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming next week, baby. I promise y'all I would go ahead and spill the beans, right? Because I'm a beaner. Y'all already know that. Hacksaw Jim Duggan on the show next week. Chewy, bro, before you go, do us one last favor. Talk your shit. Drop your social, man. What do people need to know about you on social media? Yo, man. I appreciate it. I just want to drop my Facebook. It's Chewy Martinez. I got a a, fa- a Facebook fan page, fan page as well. It's Chewy Loco Martinez. Uh, I'm also doing Texas Heat Wrestling in Fort Worth, Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I have a show December the 7th here in Fort Worth, Texas. I have a show on January the 26th here in North Richland Hills. And I also got another Texas Heat Wrestling show February 29th back in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you think that I cannot fucking go to a different place and rule shit, y'all are all fucked up. Because there's one thing that I do, and what I do best is wrestling. So you better know, motherfuckers, that y'all want to fuck with me, I'm going to come back tenfold and let everybody know who the fuck Chewy Mar motherfucking Tina's is. <laughs> one more time! <laughs> <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> That's Chewy Loco Martinez on all social media. Chewy, thank you for being here, man. From the heart, from Renee and from Joe, we're honored to have had you on the show, man. Please stay travels on the road, bro, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, brother. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, bro. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Much love. One love. Peace. Sound love. I love. My God, that was absolutely amazing. This has to be one of my, my favorite uh, interviews of all time. Could you imagine, Renee, a Russian Talk podcast with the first hour being uh, Chewy Martinez and then the second hour being Primetime Amy Lee? Uh, yeah, I don't think we could get that cleared anywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody would allow us to publish that interview. But I will say this, Jonesy, tonight was pretty spectacular. Uh, Larry, again, I apologize for the technical issues at the beginning of the show, but Larry Pappas came on the show. Uh, he's a guy that we kind of uncovered uh, here recently, which he's still a lot of question marks around Larry Pappas, but just the fact that he came in and told us that story about uh, Andre the Giant and, uh, and singing at Jim Cornette's uh, wedding, I think all that was pretty freaking awesome, so thank you to him. Uh, huge shout-out to all the FWWC folks. Uh, we love the FWWC, the world premier fantasy wrestling promotion. And guys, if you wanted to be in pro wrestling, but you can't for whatever reason, you don't have the money, you don't have the ability to travel to a school, uh, you're, you're physically or mentally limited and can't actually go into pro wrestling, uh, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter is the place for you. Again, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Uh, slide over to the Fantasy Wrestling tab for more info. And then I guess I would be remiss if I didn't say this. Jonesy, another big shout-out to uh, Journey Pro, KCXW, uh, all the other promotions in the area. I'm just talking about the promotions this week. Uh, Jay Hollywood, everybody over at uh, Everything Combat, uh, the Conspiracy Farm, and it's me talking to you. Rathbones Engraving, and then, of course, the Retro Zone, our newest sponsor, uh, right outside of Nordstrom's at the Oak Park Mall. 
in Overland Park, Kansas. Man, we are blessed to have you guys as a part of the team. Shout out to my boy Joe. I will see you tomorrow night at Journey Pro and then Saturday again over at KCSW. It's been a fantastic show. I'm, I'm very, very pleased with everything that we're doing, and we promise you as we move towards 2020, the Wrestle Talk podcast, we're going to go ahead and raise our game and uh, make sure that we continue to provide you with the best interviews in the world of professional wrestling. Jonesy, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, my goodness. It's been an absolute amazing show. Thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you for uh, for listening to us. Uh, my goodness gracious, you know, next week is going to be just as as amazing as we have Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming on. Hey! You know that that oh! yeah that 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 that's the dude I've been watching since I was was a kid. So you know, Hacksaw, yeah, I got all kinds of, of questions, especially his match against Holy Race at WrestleMania. Man, oh man, oh man, do I have to ask him some some questions? But that's for next week, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a amazing show. Until next week. I am the Nightmare Jones. He is the the one and only the night out with name Martinez. We bid you guys adieu. Peace. Turn that up, baby. Let's go. Turn it up. This about this life we live And let me try to swear Some of this attention you give To them distant ass relatives Over Hampton And if they really miss you so much Why don't they just call it If you wasn't blood Would you still have love Or in fact Does the blood make you think You have to love Look I probably love my family More than anybody here But my homies are family too Third cousins Get out of here Who was you with When you got tattooed Tattoo Was you tripping with When you did it mushroom And who the fuck Threw up all over your car And then felt worse than you about the shit in the morning. Who loaned your money, homie? Who owns your cash? Oh, who taught you how to use a bomb for the grab? Oh, I don't know much, but I gotta pursue.